Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 14th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Grace Aki from Tell Me on a Sunday podcast. Grace, we are so excited to have you. We are going to talk a little bit about who you are in just a second. But before we do, we want to remind everybody that there was a phenomenal episode of This Week on Broadway in the podcast feed on Sunday. Uh, James, Peter, Michael, and Jenna talked to the phenomenal Norm Lewis. He's got a Christmas concert that is being streamed from 54 Below coming up. You can get all of that information in the show notes for this week on Broadway. They also talked about The Prom, which, Grace, I know you watched on Netflix last week, right? Oh, yes, religiously. Okay, good. We're going to talk. I think you, me, and Ashley are going to talk about The Prom a little bit later this week when all three of us are able to get together. So, if you want to hear what all of those people talk said about the prom, go ahead and listen to them. But make sure you come back and listen to the three of us uh, later this week. Of course, you can listen to all Broadway Radio episodes before they hit the regular feed. If you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. And of course, whenever there are guests on This Week on Broadway, you can be a part of that and submit questions while that interview is going on. So, Grace... As I said, I am incredibly excited to have you here joining the Today on Broadway team. Ashley and I kind of teased your introduction uh, on Friday's episode. As you know, I'm a huge fan of yours and have been for a while, both because you are hilarious on social media and you are also uh, absolutely delightful on your podcast, Tell Me on a Sunday. So first and foremost, thank you so much for being the newest addition to Today on Broadway. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was such a good hype. Can I put you in my pocket? And like, whenever I go to the bodega, be like, hey, Matt, can you hype me up, please? Because I don't know how to order bagels anymore. Oh my God, because you've been out of town. Yeah, I get it. Well, I've been out. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, this is an audio medium that you can save forever. So you can just replay that little paragraph whenever you want. Wow. What a gift. What <laughs> a gift know. this is. I know. So there's not a ton of news today, and Ashley is out, so I, what I figured would be the best way to start the show is to give listeners a little bit of a chance to get to know you. Oh, amazing. So, first off, who are you and what do you do? Thank you so much, because I do so many things. Um, no, just because I like it. I've always been like an actor-artist, kind of like nomad, um, always doing something when it comes to like illustrations or writing or doing comedy, uh, you know. What happens when your dad dies? You start doing stand-up comedy. Um, and so <laughs> I've worked on like a one-woman show. I've got my podcast, Tell Me on a Sunday, where it's not a, like a normal um, interview type show. I just have like people that I've either met very much in passing or know very well. And we talk about the arts and stories. It's just mainly about storytelling. And all I like to do is uh, talk to people. That's that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of an artist, jack of all trades, what have you. Yeah, and we're going to talk about like the actual like art art that you do here a little bit later in the show because <laughs> very cool uh, yes it's amazing and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later but on tell me on a sunday well first off you probably don't know this yet but in this very podcast feed i have an interview show called tell me more so i'm a little worried about the conflicts of the tell me podcasts so if we have to have some sort of rumble between tell me on a sunday and tell me more just be prepared that uh, that that might be coming down the pike what I'm thinking is that we just combine forces and we just start a podcast called Yell at Me. <laughs> that, that works and it's too. just we we're, we're done with Tell Me. This is 2020. And I think that what oh we've all God. realized is that we just need to yell at each other more. I love it. Seriously, <laughs> we need to. Don't be afraid to just yell at people. Um, yeah. But Tell Me on a Sunday. It's so good. Some of your guests in the first season, Josh Lehman, Ethan Slater, Drew Gasparini, yeah. Felicia Fitzpatrick, B.D. Wong. And my favorite episodes, because you've had two of them. 
with the daily Casas, Kara Zelaya. Um, yes. Those are my favorites. I love Kara. I don't know her, but I follow her on Twitter and she's amazing. And I loved those episodes. So thank uh, you so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun and, and it's really fun when you get to do something with your friend. I just had, she happens to be my best friend, but she's also incredibly funny, insightful. She worked um, in theater for a long time. She thought she was going to be a producer. Um, famously tried to get a Ken Davenport internship, did not get it, <laughs> reverted to politics um, when uh, Trump was elected. So uh, yeah, like she's just incredible. And I love that you love her on my podcast. I love the conversations we have. There are also many more episodes that have been recorded with Kara, but I have to like put them out in small doses so that people don't just go, wait, is this just her and Kara talking for hours? <laughs> that would so be thanks. a great podcast though. That would be a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, actually, I posted a, a very not so subtle subtweet of Ken Davenport a couple weeks ago when he was trying to hijack. I was fully aware. Yeah. Um, Kara <laughs> DM'd me to tell me the story about her trying to get the internship so uh so that was very nice so anyway (laughs) this uh, is my full-throated recommendation of tommy on a sunday and it is the reason that i'm so glad to have grace as a part of today on broadway so there will be much more of that and we'll bring you more information about that show as season two gets started but before we get into the news i do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor for this week better help Between lockdowns and job losses, illnesses, seasonal affective disorder, not being able to travel for the holidays and see family and friends, and so much more, this is obviously going to be a much different holiday season than it has been for most of us that we've ever experienced. However, BetterHelp is here to provide licensed professional therapist support in a safe, private, and convenient online environment. Yeah, you can start communicating in like under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling via text message and video and phone sessions. And it's really, honestly, it's easy to set up and free to uh, to change counselors if you need to. Yeah, and there are so many specialties that are represented on BetterHelp, including counselors who focus on depression, anxiety, sleep issues, people dealing with grief, LGBTQ matters, um, relationship problems, and so much more. BetterHelp is convenient, it's professional, it's affordable, which honestly, all of those things, it's like you said, it's 2020. Everybody needs things that are convenient, professional and affordable at this point. And everybody can honestly benefit from talking to a therapist uh, right now, but anytime really. Yeah, um, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com Broadway. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P dot com slash Broadway. It's good stuff. It is very good stuff. Like I said, this is the time of year, I think, when um, this pandemic is going to hit a little bit harder than people realize. Maybe if they've been doing really well for the rest of it and you're like, oh, wait, I can't go see my family for Christmas or I can't can't be with my friends for Hanukkah. Like and then if your family is guilting you and you thought you were fine with it, there's just so many other factors that are going on this year that are mind boggling and BetterHelp has been helping so many of my friends and me included. So, yes, (laughs) yes to that. Yes to all of that. All right, Grace, let's actually get into the news and uh, we're going to talk about some things that are theatrically related to the big and small screen. First up, on Friday, The Hollywood Reporter revealed that playwright Katori Hall, who had a huge hit with P-Valley on Stars, has signed an overall deal with Lionsgate to create and develop new television projects with the studio. Grace, did you watch P-Valley? Because I don't have Stars, so I didn't see it. I didn't. Same, same. But I think you can add it through Hulu, question mark, sponsored. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor, <laughs> you but you can. 
Um, yeah, like Katori Hall, uh, like actually spoke at Women's Day on Broadway right before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where I saw most people, and then also Hillary Clinton. Um, but sh- she's just amazing, and so like any kind of piece of writing, this is just another win, I think, for like the Broadway community, the theater community, especially female writers. Like it's just it's it's a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I talked about how much I loved Katori Hall's play Mountaintop last week when I was talking about Kenny Leon uh, joining Mm -hmm. Roundabout. So I love anything that's great for her. But also, under the deal, she will also be commissioning work from Black playwrights and mentoring those who are commissioned. In a statement, she said... In this unprecedented moment, Black playwrights are particularly struggling, so much so that I fear some will leave the art form forever. This would undoubtedly be a major loss. Without theater, there would be no me. In fact, there would be no P-Valley. That's because it was actually based on her play Pussy Valley, which Mm -hmm. obviously for television, they cut that down to P-Valley. Anyway. Huge bummer for me, but yeah. Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, She continues, that's why I partnered with Lionsgate on this initiative to help ensure that American theater is more inclusive and diverse when the curtain rises again. Grace, Ashley and I talk a lot about like all that Jeremy O'Harris has done in helping produce other um, playwrights of their stuff, especially with his HBO deal. Like I cannot tell you how much I love this as just like a theater fan to see successful playwrights, especially playwrights of color, finding ways to do, you know, to take money from TV and give it back to actual like theater playwrights. This yeah. makes me so happy. But for you, as somebody who is an actual <laughs> person who writes play type things, this has got to be very cool as well. Yeah, it's funny. It's like I don't even care that it's sometimes it feels a little tokenism like, oh, we need to do this for like people. Yeah. Guess what? We yeah. do. Like, I don't care. As long as their work is getting produced, make it happen. Like, uh, you know, I, I applied for a grant for like um, female uh, playwrights during this pandemic time. And I felt kind of like icky about it for a second because I was like, oh, they're just doing this because it looks good. And then I went, yeah, OK, well, um, I need their money to produce this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's part of it. So um, I'm really glad to see these initiatives as kind of irksome as they can feel sometimes they're happening. And that's the important part for me. Yeah, absolutely. In some other news, Deadline reported that Jamie Bell and Margaret Qualley will lead the new film Fred and Ginger about Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Um, Jamie Bell, who I forgot, like I know him as Kate Mara's husband, but (laughs) I forgot that he won a bat. Right. That's who he is to me. Um, But I forgot, you know, he won a BAFTA award because he was Billy Elliot in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, oops. Little Billy. Yeah, Lil Billy. Um, and Margaret Qualley recently played Anne Ranking in Fosse Verdon on FX. Now, Grace, I feel like you yeah. know some pop culture type stuff. I might be well, wrong. Well, her her mom is that was going to be is my it question. Andy McDowell? It is. Yes. Yeah. And and I just go like, yeah, it's it's cool. Like I don't know that she has the dance. It's it's going to be interesting. It's either going to be incredible and beautiful, and honestly, like. Again, I'm just glad to see somebody wanting to make this film. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of at yeah. that breaking point where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that means that they're going to want to make more films about people that have changed the industry for dancers, especially for coupling. You know, it's it's a big deal all around. But I was just like, oh, man, it could have been anybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently I went and looked her up because I didn't. I mean, I knew she played in uh, ranking, but apparently she had an apprenticeship at the American Ballet Theater um, and she was in New York's professional children's school. Um, but then she quit at 16 to pursue acting and modeling. So she has some dance experience, but like she doesn't yeah. look 
anything like Ginger Rogers. Like no, no, she does not. All. And she's a beautiful girl. Let's be yeah. very clear. It was a beautiful girl. Um, and like you can see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you're like, dang. But there's just like this dance aspect that um a lot of times in film, yeah. wherever it is, you go, that person does not stand like a dancer. Yeah. That person does the not carriage. have an air like a dancer. Yeah. Right. So that'll be really interesting. You know, like I loved Black Swan. Did I think that Natalie Portman carried herself like a dancer? No, I didn't care. <laughs> Love the movie. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just different and it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Like I know Margaret Qualley from the TV show, The Leftovers. Did you watch that show? No, but I know about oh it because God. of culture. Yeah. Because of culture, it is one of my <laughs> top five favorite shows of all time. So maybe we'll talk about that later, but so, so yeah. good. Uh, that's where my undying love for Carrie Coon came from. So, uh, there so there you go. So let's move on. <laughs> In an interview with CNBC's Shepard Smith, and I know, Grace, that you are not the most political person in the world, although you have been recently. Um, Shepard Smith did a package about Broadway performers who have started to find some side hustles during the shutdown. Um, they had interviews with Matt Doyle, Alicia Umphress, Robbie Fairchild, and Ali Ewald. Um, talked about everything from Cameo to Twitch to Matt Doyle rents mm -hmm. his car out for people. Um, people are doing virtual and in uh, drive-in concerts, doing concerts out windows. Robbie Fairchild opened a flower shop. Um, I am pro all of these things. I thought it was a yeah. little... Um, it was a little crummy at the beginning of the pandemic where people were like talking bad about certain Broadway performers for doing cameo. I'm like, what? No, let them make the money however yeah. they want. Cameo, do um, rent out your car, do OnlyFans. I don't care what the hell you do, make your money. Yeah. But I know you um, have been doing a, a little bit different of a side hustle because I've bought multiple things <laughs> from you. Um, so why don't you tell people what your, what your one of your side hustles is during this shutdown? Yeah, you know, it started like I was doing illustrations because I've always just kind of like doodled for myself. Um, and I started to I well, I started to realize because I would send them to a friend uh, that the doodles were like telling a story about the pandemic. And then I was like, you know what? I really enjoy like scenes from films that are just kind of funny to me or whatever. So I started drawing them and doing paintings and then I would send paintings to friends. Um, and then I just started to develop like an Etsy store and then reprinting my prints because I was like, huh, someone liked this. And that's how we are about any art, right? That you're like shocked yeah, yeah, that yeah. somebody else liked it. And then when you liked, you know, so many pieces, I was just like, this is amazing. Huh, I could keep doing this for a while. Um, so yeah, it's the only thing about being an artist right now that is so strange, especially about the CNBC bit, is that like they go, oh, like theater artists, they've got to find something else. Like, they'll be fine. They just need to learn another trick. And it's like, no, no, they already had yeah. these tricks. Like, they were already resourceful in and of itself because this industry is kukuluku. But, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm ha I'm doing that and I'm enjoying it. I'm finding joy in it. I didn't want to do it for a long time, but uh, it's happening. So, yeah, that's thank you so much for um, talking about that. It's It's been really fun. Well, I think the important thing, like you said, is that, like, part of being in the arts is doing multiple things and whether that's like doing multiple things professionally or doing multiple things just to survive like that is part of every artist's background whether you're on broadway or whether you are a filmmaker or a singer whatever you have to do other things just to keep yourself afloat until that day when hopefully you make it in where your art can support you full time. And like some for some artists that never happens and they always are kind of having some sort of side hustle. And there's no shame in that. And that's kind of what I'm I'm hoping yeah. that people get out of this. Like at first, people were really kind of like shaming people about what they were doing and taking advantage of people. And I I didn't see yeah. it as that. And like you said, like 
sometimes you just have like these are things that you've always done and sometimes you just have to fall back on them through no fault of your own yeah but i also got to say like i did it because i was enjoying it too like i think that all of these side hustles that these people are talking about they enjoyed it you know like imagine probably enjoys renting out his car it's not like (laughs) gosh i've got to do this like can i just be honest like i had trouble i was like i'm just i have to do OnlyFans right now and it was really hard to set up a profile and i was like i am exhausted it's easier to do etsy that was literally my breaking point i was like (laughs) you know what this is easier as a platform for me but um yeah so i think as long as whatever you're doing as your side hustle because everyone is having to figure this out just make sure it's something that you enjoy, even if it's running out, uh, you know, getting um, coffee for people as like a, yeah. you know, an Uber Eats person. You if that's something you enjoy, there's no shame in it. Um, just it, it won't feel as bad if you're doing something that at least you get a little bit of joy from. Yeah. And I, I one of the things that I've always kind of felt, but it's been more reinforced during the pandemic is like, why do we have to judge everybody's every decision like just let people live their lives and like as long as they're not hurting somebody like somebody doing cameos or doing twitch video like why does that bother people i just don't understand grace can you help me understand why i think it's because people have different thresholds of like what feels like they're preying on a lot of these like young theater performer aspiring you know kids and they're like oh cool like i can gouge them for 65 dollars you know, um, and I think that that's where that kind of comes from. Uh, but really, if you think about it in the sense of like, hey, you're getting to be accessible to this kid who lives in a totally. like a state where they don't get to freaking see theater, but they've been listening to the Bonnie and Clyde soundtrack since they were like two years old, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of how you have to reframe it and go, no, 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 I'm I'm able to perform for one person right now. Like and that's that's nice because it's just a little blip of your time, but it means the world to them. So you just got to you just got to want to do that. Absolutely. I have I've said this before on the show, like I have kind of become a little bit obsessed with cameo. Like I haven't gotten any (laughs) for myself, but I like I have given and I hope nobody from my family actually listens to this show. So I'll just say it like I got people birthday presents for that are like for cameos and like for Christmas, everybody in my family is getting a cameo. So like I just love it. Like it's it's silly. It's fun. It's just a few minutes. And, you know, it's something that is so unique. You can't just go out and buy it on Amazon or something. Right. That's exactly what Broadway Plus was designed to do as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just to bring them into the homes. Yeah, we talked about Broadway Plus last week, too. So it's um, oh, amazing. Those kind of things are are so great. And and I love all of them. So anyway. All right. So that was a great discussion that I didn't know that we were going to have. So thank <laughs> you, Grace. Um, so let's move on. Uh, and Grace, as you know, because you've been forced to listen to a few episodes, we try to end every episode with some feel good recommendations. The first one is the full performance of the song. You happened from the ver- uh, from the film version of the prom. Again, we're going to talk about the prom later this week. Yeah, totally. Full disclosure, I have not watched it yet. I haven't had time. I'm sorry, but I am... Did you see it on Broadway? Yes, I loved it. I wept okay, openly cool. from the second row and like yeah. laughed hysterically, wept openly. I was an absolute mess. Um, so I love the prom. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen the film yet, although um, I have been reading all reading of like all the of reviews. <laughs> and I'm like... I get angry at the people who didn't like it. I haven't seen it, but I get angry at the people who didn't like it. So, but it's the same people that are going to get angry at everything. So we just got to quote, know, let it go. Trademark uh, Disney. Yeah. Thank you. Let it go. Anyway. Um, so there is that. And then I don't know how you feel about Laura Benanti grace, but Laura Benanti can do no wrong. As far as I'm concerned, she is the That's pinnacle great. of perfection. Um, she released a Christmas E 
uh, music video for this song, Everybody's Waiting for the Man with a Plan. It is talking a little bit about having um, a normal human being in the White House again. I love Laura Benanti with all my heart. So if you haven't watched this, uh, watch it. The only, I'm going to be full disclosure here, the only bad part about it is, is that she wrote it with Randy Rainbow. I have a lot of mixed feelings. Yeah, about I was going to say, so, I think we know where this came from. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with the Randy Rainbow. So, yeah, but there's that. Cool. Awesome. All right. <laughs> the, end. <laughs> the end. We're not going to go into that anymore, but if you know, you know. So anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Grace, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter.com at Grace Akichan, G-R-A-C-E-A-K-I-C-H-A-N. Akichan is just an adorable, like, little Japanese nickname. So there you go. Um, and then in Instagram, Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E, Aki, A-K-I. Okay, I will have links to those in the show notes because you talk so fast, I couldn't even keep up with them. And I follow you and I know what your handles are. <laughs> Amazing thing. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, anyway, you're right. Uh, don't forget, you also head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to join our Patreon family. Grace, thank you so much. Great first episode. We've got that one into the can and here's to many more. Great. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 